Stratford. I'm a political economist and a PhD student based in the School of Earth and Environment at Leeds. And I'm Caroline Bentham. I'm also a political economist and a PhD student based in the Economics Division at the Business School. So today's episode is part of Leeds University Business School's mini-series for International Women's Day on the Research and Innovation podcast. And we're going to be focusing today on a new initiative that Caroline has launched, a seminar series about women in economics. Uh, I first heard about this when Caroline reached out to me out of the blue. and she'd seen a, a policy briefing that I published with the University of Leeds on the path to a donut-shaped recovery. So, Caroline, you saw that and, 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 and got in touch to invite me to get involved. And I was really excited to hear about it. So this is an opportunity to chat about the initiative and, and, and think about how it might help us to challenge and change perceptions in economics. So, Caroline, do you want to start by telling us a bit about how the seminar series got started? Sure. So uh, about a year ago, I took part in a student conference at Warwick University, and that was all about uh, women in economics. Um, And after the conference, I worked with some of the other students to produce a booklet outlining some of the key research points about the issues um, of women in economics as a field and as a profession. And we gave suggestions for proactive actions to help tackle uh, these issues. And so prompted by that, in September 2020, I took the initiative of setting up this research seminar series on the theme of women in economics. And over the last months, I've been reaching out to people across the university, like yourself, Beth, um, encouraging people to attend and to participate and be speakers in the seminars. Um, And I've been reaching out to people across the business school, but also across departmental divides, as I'm really keen for this to be a genuinely interdisciplinary initiative. Yeah, and it's not just exclusively for women, is it? Yeah, that's right. So we're a really, really inclusive community for people who self-define as women and work on economics and economics-related topics. We're also really, really welcoming of people of all genders who are interested and enthusiastic about economics from a female or feminist perspective. So we've had a a handful of seminars so far where we've had speakers from both inside and outside the university on a range of different topics, like uh, thinking about methodology in economics, uh, thinking about the assumptions that are made in economics, uh, thinking, of course, about the challenge of literally being female and working in the economics profession. And I've been really pleased at how just warm and friendly and supportive the group is. We've been doing Zoom meetings, of course, um, because we can't meet face to face because of social distancing at the moment. But everyone's just joined in with this really open and honest um, approach, um, giving really insightful comments and questions uh, and really just embracing this this theme of challenging the status quo in a supportive environment. That sounds great. And I'm really impressed that you made the effort to proactively reach out to people like myself in other parts of the university because it's so easy to miss those opportunities mm-hmm. for cross-pollination yeah. when when people kind of stick rigidly within their departments. Um, so do you want to say a bit more, Caroline, about why you decided to reach out um, outside of um, the business school at Leeds? Economics can sometimes feel like a very orthodox and maybe not very inclusive discipline. The nature of modern mainstream economics, what we call neoclassical economics, is that it simply just doesn't care about the human elements of the economy. 
um, human nature and well-being have been deliberately stripped away to this core of supposedly scientific, rational, mathematical relationships. Basically, humans have just been reduced to robots, inputting labour, taking out wages in this really mechanical way. And this approach has multiple different effects. Mm. And one of the effects is that women and children and disabled people and so on, they basically just don't exist in these models, right? And it means that, uh, for example, caring roles and really any relationships that are, are non-financial in nature just have zero value in these models. Mm. And it also means that the things that women often care about are considered to not be proper economics. So people interested in such aspects of economics have sometimes felt more at home, perhaps, in departments like sociology or politics, or like yourself in the Department of Earth Sciences, where there's a whole cluster of you that are all taking this approach of thinking about how the economy interacts with the natural world. And that's why I wanted to, to very deliberately reach out across these departmental divides to bring people together. And I think there's really valuable interdisciplinary insights to be found that way. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm definitely an example of that as an economist who chose to be based in the School of Earth and Environment because I wanted to ask these really fundamental questions about how the economy needs to adapt to work within environmental limits, you know, to, to, to shake our addiction to never-ending consumption growth um, and specifically to consider how power imbalances in the current economy need to be tackled if we're to meet the needs of everybody within the means of the planet. Yeah, and a lot of mainstream neoclassical economics has a pretty superficial treatment, both of natural resources and power in the economy. Although I should say, and, and perhaps this is the same for you, Caroline, I, I was attracted to these precisely because I knew that there were a number of economists who recognised that and therefore draw on insights from outside the neoclassical tradition. So I'm supervised by an ecological economist in the Sustainability Research Institute, but also by a post-Keynesian economist and a Marxist accountant who were both based in the business school. So was, was that a factor, that sort of plurality of perspectives, a factor that drew you to Leeds as well? Yeah, absolutely. Leeds is a wonderful, quite rare example of... Um, where not all economists or economics departments so rigidly adhere to mainstream orthodoxy all the time. The staff, both inside and outside the economics division, have been super, super uh, encouraging of my PhD project, where I do some mainstream stuff, but uh, mostly I'm looking at the flaws in mainstream economics and thinking about the big picture of alternative economics frameworks. Uh, but then I mean, I didn't really have an orthodox entry route. I don't have an undergraduate degree in economics or even in social sciences. Uh, but I did work for a number of years in various different parts of economic policy uh, before I came here. Uh, I mean, I, I even worked my way up to being an assistant director at the government department for business, but decided to stay, take a step back from that and spend some time pursuing my PhD so that I could focus on these core issues in why is it that economic policy is so bad at understanding or even caring about human and social outcomes. So I'm interested in why you picked the title Women in Economics and not just you know, heterodox economics or social economics or something. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so heterodox and social economics have uh, very specific connotations within the economics world, right? Uh, which for me don't really describe my perspective. Uh, for me, it's what I described earlier as 
the way that mainstream economics uh, really rejects everything traditionally thought of as female, you know, things like caring about well-being, caring about mental health and physical health, uh, even things like community, security, you know, a sense of belongingness. Um, that's what really gets at the heart of what I, I personally feel is the failing of current mainstream economics. And that means that I think a really useful place to start is by proactively promoting, empowering and encouraging women and female voices and insights. So as I read in, in that article that you talked about, the, the, the policy briefing of yours that I read, um, so it's something I think that you probably, probably agree with, is that the COVID-19 pandemic has really shown more strongly than ever that health and community and caring and all those things are so hugely important. And we need to do more to value these things, right? And economics has to evolve to acknowledge that or it faces becoming obsolete and the public will just lose all faith in it. Mm, yeah. I, th I think there's another reason why your seminar series is valuable and that's because I think there is still a degree of unconscious patriarchal bias which mm. makes people less likely to consider women a reliable, as reliable experts on economic matters. And mm -hmm. I say that, you know, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that, but I say that because I've noticed myself to be guilty of carrying that bias unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So... I was organising a conference a few years ago um, called Transforming Finance um, in the Institute for Chartered Accountants. And I somebody pointed out to me that my lineup of speakers was overwhelmingly male. And you know, my first response was to be defensive and say, well, you know, mm -hmm. it's hard to find female speakers on the topic of economics and finance. And then I realised, to my horror, thinking back, that there were several opportunities where I just needed somebody, a voice from X or Y organisation, uh, where I had the opportunity to reach out to a female member of staff um, or representative. And for some reason that had been, I had had an unconscious hunch that it was the men who would have, who would make better speakers on the topic of finance, the, co the, the complex topics we were talking about, financial reform. So, you know, and if I can have that bias as a as a female economist, um, it just shows that there's still a need for women to work that little bit harder to network, to support each other, to make our work visible, to build our profile. And that's I think that's a really something that this seminar series could be really good for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I really agree. And that's such a great example. And I really do want to applaud your, your honesty, Beth, sharing that that personal experience there, because I mean, so much of social biases are so culturally ingrained that we don't even realise we're doing it right. So mm. it's not about making people feel guilty. It's about supportively pointing it out and choosing uh, to work together to make it better in the mm. future. Yeah, interestingly, I read a study by the Royal economic society about how the numbers of female students in economics have stagnated so unlike stem subjects where numbers have been steadily improving over the last couple of decades apparently progress uh, on women in economics has stalled and maybe that's because of all of the issues that you you've been talking about caroline yeah absolutely absolutely agree it's so disappointing exa exactly what you talk about this um, this lack of progress in terms of encouraging um, women to feel that they want to study um, economics. And we really have to have to keep working on that. 
And of course, it's not just about gender, right? It's about all different kinds of social diversity. It's race, it's mm. disability, uh, sexuality or income background and so on. It's about being inclusive in all different dimensions, right? So what do you think, Beth? Do you think it sounds like you'd be interested in joining? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very keen to get involved and, you know, both to connect up with colleagues across the university and to hear more about the research areas that, you know, that you've mentioned. Um, so, yeah, so if other folks listening are interested um, in finding out more or uh, about mine or Caroline's research um, or about the seminar series, you can find the links in the episode description. Thanks for joining me today, Beth. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And thanks to you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it.